Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Where is Jason Bateman peeing? Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often really, really, really religious and scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. Jenny, what do you think of Moses? <laughs> like Moses, the Bible figure? Yes. I think he's an imaginary character in a story. What do you mean? What do I think of him? I just, at the top of every episode, I've been asking you a question designed to get you canceled. I'm going to get canceled because I talked bad about somebody who didn't exist? I mean, historically, he may have existed. I don't know. But, like, did he climb up on a mountain and get a bunch of rules for everybody to live by? No. Okay, so everything I know, I should write an article about this. Everything I know about the Bible I learned from the Ten Commandments movie. Oh, no. <laughs> so Moses climbed, was that Mount Sinai that he climbed yeah. up? Okay. So the he's, climb, bush, the he's climbing up there and people are partying, waiting for him to get back, right? Um, probably sounds right. And was then that th- was, it, was that the time of Sodom and Gomorrah too? I have no idea. Then he comes. I feel like that was around that time, and like this was a like a pushback to that. It's like, oh, everyone was partying, and society went off the rails, and like then we got the Ten Commandments, and that, and then everything was wonderful after that. Obviously, yeah. Then he comes down from the mountain, and he's a real buzzkill. I remember. That yeah. Part. <laughs> Yeah. It's like dad's home. <laughs> and then um wasn't it Charleston Heston? Is that who played him? Yes. Yeah. And then he parts the sea. Who could forget that? Oh, like when they crossed the Red Sea. Oh my god, didn't we love that as a kid? Yeah, it was good. That movie um, was good. It like, was. You know, if you were entertained by that kind of stuff when you were kids. Jenny, are you coming out in defense of the movie The Ten Commandments? Um, I don't hate the movie The Ten Commandments. Like I don't believe any of it as like a religion, but I think the movie's good the first right. time. Is that our next blockbuster? No. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, I'm just trying to delay the inevitable here. Today, guys, oh, we are looking God. at Little House on the Prairie, season eight, episode twenty-two. He was only twelve, part two. Jenny, give us your description. 
This first of all, I just I don't have one, but let me just say this is written by and directed by Landon, obviously. Like, and he is off the motherfucking rails. He's off the rails. Charles is off the rails. Edwards is Edwards is the voice of sanity here. Edwards. I know when, when Edwards is the voice of reason, you know you're in a dark place. Jesus, this is oh, the last yeah. of the actual Little House on the Prairie episodes. What does that mean? Season nine is called The New Beginning. Oh, that's right. As James lies in a coma in the Ingalls house, Charles increases the distress of his family by refusing to accept the child's impending death. Angry that nobody, not even Doc Baker, offers any hope for James's recovery, Charles takes his son away to the mountains where he builds a temple and prays fiercely for a miracle. Jenny, let's let's get it out of the way right up front. The beard. Well, why are we even talking about that? It hasn't even appeared yet. <laughs> because... I made a big stink about how hot it was going to look. I was wrong. I was super fake. It looks like a Halloween costume. It looks like a a Moses Halloween costume. (laughs) It looks like... (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you nailed it. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) Okay. We open with the Laura voiceover, and she tells us James survived the operation but remained in a coma. Paul brought him home, convinced he would recover, but he has remained in the coma. Doc Baker comes by twice a week, but nothing's changed. And I wrote, yeah, that's usually what happens when Doc Baker comes around. (laughs) Nothing. Well, they show Doc Baker like flashing a mirror in his eyes. That was the weirdest scene, right? I was like, this is, what is happening? So we see a scene between Charles and Doc. And Charles is telling Doc, you're wrong. When I talk to him, he looks at me like he understands. He's got to get better. Jenny, I have so many questions about this coma. I have so many questions. (laughs) Yeah, so it's the weirdest coma I've ever seen. (laughs) Is is this an open-eyed coma or are all comas open-eyed? I feel like your eyes probably could be open. Okay. I don't know for sure. So do you blink? Probably. Because blinking is involuntary, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. We need a well, medical I was, consultant I was here. wondering of like when they feed him, like, yes, where is he, he peeing pee himself? Where yeah. is he peeing? Thank you very yep. much. That's my number one question. <laughs> it's <laughs> inquiring minds want to know where and is I mean, he peeing? I'm just, I'm just asking and curious because like, I'm not trying to make fun of comas. No, but I just don't know. Like how, like now, nowadays there's a catheter, Yes, there's a feeding there's tube. An like, now I get yes. I get how it works more so now, but like mm-hmm. at that time, how is Charles doing this? I have so many questions. Like, how can I have okay, when someone's in a coma now, we have IVs and feeding tubes to keep them nourished. How are they getting food and water in him? We get it somewhat well, of an answer later. Well, I guess they weren't for a while. I don't know what that means. Or Doc was giving them like broth through a yeah. I don't know. Anyway, Doc gives up. <laughs> Doc, like, says, no Doc says the damage is done and can't be undone and you've got to accept that. And Pa says, I won't. And he's like, God won't let my son die. And Baker, the overnight atheist, is like, God has nothing to do with this, Charles. It was a bank robbery. Is that what he said? It was a that? bank robbery. And Charles is like, go away, Hiram. Whoa. Yeah. Can we discuss that Jason Bateman is killing it? <laughs> right? <laughs> Jason Bateman's a good actor. He's killing it. Mm-hmm. He is. So Doc says, what you're asking for is a miracle, dude. And Pa's like, 
Who is more devoted to God than me, motherfucker? If anyone deserves a miracle, it's me. He's He's like, basically, I deserve a miracle. And then I wrote, oh my freaking God, he's in an open-eyed coma. That would freak me the fuck out. (laughs) out (laughs) Okay. So, oh, you know what we should do? This is morbid. But who... Whoever we know who dies first, right? Oh my god. Make that person an open casket, open eyed. No. Oh. Imagine people come around and they're like paying solace to like Lafayette Beetle in his little casket. And he's got his uh, eyes wide open. Wait, does he like, I mean, he's just like, you know, it's like if a deer's dead on the side of the road. Like, what's the difference? Could you imagine? Anyway. It would be so creepy. Totally I, doing it. It would be so, so creepy in the middle of a funeral with a casket for your dog. <laughs> okay. I just don't want to put a person in there in case it comes true. I can't say it. Okay, here. Say we had buried Graham and not cremated her. And people come by and they're walking through and her eyes are open. First of all, <laughs> she would still be haunting you. <laughs> Like that window would, like the curtain would be going up on down on that window because mm-hmm. she'd just be haunting you constantly everywhere right. you were. You're right. So Charles is in the church now and he's praying and talking to God and Rev creeps up on him. <laughs> no, Rev, Rev materializes because he kind of just like appears there. He kind of does. It's He's like a specter. He's like Eliza Jane. I mean, he like Rev loves when someone's praying. When he like catches someone praying, it's like his favorite thing in the whole world. He loves it. Turns out Carolyn ratted Charles out and told Rev, Charles has been spending every night in the church. Girl, that's not a problem. No, that's not <laughs> okay. Problem. That's not a problem. Well, it would be it's a problem weird, but it's not a problem. <laughs> so Martyr Charles is like, I think God is punishing James for something I did. I have to be a better person. Jenny, who's a better person than Charles? I just I, I just wrote down in my notes, is this over yet? I have something to tell you. There is okay. a new guys, there is a if you're looking for like the tropes of Little House on the Prairie, check out Virgin River. It's like the modern day Little House on the Prairie. First of all, if you're looking for tropes about Little House on the Prairie, re-examine your life. But I mean, if you're looking for like, okay, so in Virgin oh, River, like a you similar have, kind of show. Yes, you have the the perfect specimen of a of a partner in jail. I thought you meant that you were googling like tropes of <laughs> prairie. And what these people doing? they get little housed every episode. Wow. Okay. And it's like wholesome like Jack takes uh oh god what's her name? Mel. Jack takes Mel on a date yesterday and of course the pilot starts to have a heart attack in this little two seater oh plane. Like well, it's ever- who's going on a date in a private airplane. <laughs> This is a not little house. Jack is in the Marines, and of course, he knows how to fly the plane. It's a whole thing. But, like, what I'm saying is, it has the same elements of Little House. Guys, if any of you watched Virgin River, come at me and tell me you agree or disagree. Okay. Charles starts quoting scripture now, and he says he feels a presence here at night. <laughs> it's Rev, dude. He just popped up on you again. My God. And he says, Rev, God is going to save my son because he's been talking to me and he has told me. Yes, Jenny. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Isn't Michael Landon like a raging alcoholic at this point in time? I mean, he was a good old boozer. I don't know if he was like a raging alcoholic. <laughs> I, I feel like 
the fact that he wrote this and like acted so hard in it, it feels like there's something going on in his life, right? Like it just feels like, like, cause it's a total departure from Charles's character, right? Well, I told like he's you. always been religious. He's gone to church and stuff, but like, this is a departure from that character. I this told is not how you Charles acts. That he wrote this based on when he prayed for his daughter to survive. Okay. So, so he has a tragedy going on in his life. But I don't know if it's at the same time. We need to do some research. All right. Guys, do not come here for researched arguments because you're not going to get them because we don't know our facts. But I'm sure one of the memes has the story on this. What is going on in Michael Landon's personal life at this time? So Rev is like, eh. all of a sudden, Rev is like, there's no such thing as miracles. All He's of like, a I've sudden. I've never seen a miracle. Yep. What? Like in 30 years, I've never seen Roll the tape. But like, uh, so then what what is Charles' defense to this argument? Okay, so now Charles says, look, miracles can happen. The blind can see. The cripple, he says, the cripple can walk. And uh, I just wrote, what about Mary? She can't see. Didn't you pray hard enough for her? Guess not. Well, I don't blame you. But he also says, why is there a word miracle if it doesn't exist? Name? (laughs) Should we start a list of all the things that have words that don't exist? Unicorns. I don't know, Jen. Depending on who you are, climate change. Yep. My whole point, though, is how many times have Rev sat in that church next to somebody and told them, don't lose faith in God, don't lose faith in a miracle? I don't know. Six, seven. 107. And all of a sudden now he's like, I don't believe in miracles. What are you talking about? (laughs) It's season eight. They've all given up. (laughs) So Rev says, Rev offers to pray with them. And Charles is basically like, I don't need a naysayer with me. Thank you very much. Good day, sir. The next day we get some clarity. Charles said he fed him broth and he was feeding him with a tube or a, a, like a sort of like an eyedropper that Doc Baker has given him. Yep. So that's the clarity on how James is still alive because he's getting some nutrients being fed through this dropper. Right. Correct. So he he's like, oh, when I was Charles is yapping it up in front of the whole family. Oh, I was feeding him and he understands me. Cassandra's like, I have had enough. And she runs out of the house sobbing. Yeah, I don't blame her. Mm -mm. Ma comforts her and Cassandra's like, why is Pa torturing us with this? Like, I can't sit here and watch him die. Jenny, I have a question for you. Okay. You're like, everybody's saying to Charles, you need to give this up. So what are they going to do? Shoot James? (laughs) No, I don't know what they're going to do. It's like, that was my question too. I'm like, is like Cassandra going to cavort him? Right. Like he's not on life support. Yeah. It's not like you need to shut off the machines. What's the alternative? Right. Like, you got to kind of see this through, guys. You can't yeah, kill like, this kid. You can't just give up and, like, not talk to him anymore. So she wants to go stay with Laura. And Ma's like, you know, go to school and I'll talk to your father. So this Ma kid has, has been traumatized. Oh, I, mean, I mean, let's not forget the infamous the roll parents, down the hill. The parents roll down the hill. <laughs> so Ma heads back in the house and she's angry cleaning as Charles is telling her a story that he's reading, which is about a place in France called Lourdes, where a girl saw a ver- vision of the Virgin Mary and now people are getting healed and shit. I have an index card. Jen, this was a thing. This was a thing. This was a thing. Okay, go ahead. What miracle slash place is Charles reading about? 
Lourdes, France is a market town situated in the Pyrenees. Prior to the 19th century, it was best known for the Chateau Fort de Lourdes, a fortified castle that rises up on a rocky cliff in the town center. In 1858, Lourdes became famous because a peasant girl named Bernadette, who later became St. Bernadette, claimed to see apparitions of the Virgin Mary. I think she saw her like 20 times, 18, 20 times, something like that. Shortly after became shortly after became one of the world's most important sites of pilgrimage and religious tourism. The population of Lourdes is 15,000. They see 5 million tourists a year. Are you kidding me? Nope. They've so there's been hundred allegedly hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of miracles here. All have been debunked by science with supposedly the exception of 70. Hmm. That they that they can't easily explain. I'd like to know when this science was done though. You know what I mean? Like, can we run those tests now? Because, like, if they did this, if they tried to, like, debunk these miracles in the 50s, like, they might not have known a whole bunch of shit. Right? Exactly. Exactly. I want to know. I There is never, unless I see this miracle with my own eyes, there is never going to be enough proof for me in the world. Right. I mean, yeah. Because even if I see it. I mean, even if it's, like, it has nothing to do with religion. Like, even if she was like, I saw 10 ghosts, I'd be like, I don't believe that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a religious thing. It's just, I don't really believe in ghosts. I mean, I kind of hope there's ghosts, but. You would be a ghost. You would come back as a ghost. I would love to be a ghost. I'm going to give you, hopefully I outlive you. And I'm going (laughs) to give you open casket, open eyes. (laughs) And then um, I'm going to welcome your ghost into i would my love home. to come back as a ghost mm-hmm. that would be awesome who would you haunt number one on your list um lafayette beetle <laughs> <laughs> you think he's gonna outlive you <laughs> whatever new dog you have that's annoying and obnoxious because then i would just make the dog bark continuously i was hoping you were gonna say steve yeah i'd probably haunt steve i think that would be fun yeah uh, or i might ken. see some stuff or ken and steve lock kp peter powell i think yeah. haunting jen would be great i'm just gonna spread it out and like you know <laughs> just haunt everybody for a week just keep moving. <laughs> all right so carolyn slams shit around and she loses it and she's like carolyn loses her shit she's like our son is upstairs dying and you're not accepting it and this is too much you need to accept it what does he do jen what does he do uh what does everyone in the ingles family do when they're upset he runs away runs away runs away away. i'll take runs away for 500 alex yeah he runs away so at olson's we see doc buying a ton of canned peaches don't know what's going on there yeah what's up with that were they just trying to like promote canned peaches i don't know he decides he's gonna browse around while Charles pawns his father's watch. Yeah, well, because Doc wants to know what's going on, so he's Doc totally wants he's to know totally eavesdropping. He says he's going away for a while with his son James, and he needs to leave the family a little bit of money. So Nels takes pity on him because he's clearly having a breakdown, yes. and he offers him fifty dollars for the watch. And Charles is like, you know, this isn't worth fifty dollars. Doesn't that matter. Be, doesn't that would matter. be twelve. $1,250 in today's money. That's a lot of money. For a watch, that's a lot of money. So Doc overhears all this. All right, Jenny, back at the drama barn, Doc comes in, and guess what? He's got a psychiatrist with him. Surprise. Here's a psychiatrist. <laughs> there is no, I wrote, there is no fucking way Charles is going to do this. No. no way. No, no way. 
Although it does go with his character of early seasons that he would be open to this. Yes, I agree. But he's not that person right now. He's not that person right now. So Charles is making some kind of contraption to take James on his trip. And Doc asks the psychiatrist to come and talk to Charles because Charles is losing his damn mind. Yeah, he is. Okay. Yep. So Charles again tries to throw them out. He calls Doc um, Hiram again. The psychiatrist asks Charles, how do you know James will get better? And Jen, I wrote, they have a faith off. He says, God told me, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is talking apparitions. Yep. So let me get this straight. Or at the best, hearing voices in your head. So let me get this straight. Charles thinks it's nonsense to have a doctor who can treat your emotions by talking to you, but totally believes that God is talking to him. Okay. Yeah. And and then and then Charles says, Why would I need to pay a doctor to talk to you? I have a whole house full of people who will talk to me for free. Ugh. Wow. How many times have we heard that? things like this? Could you imagine that? No. Could you imagine like Carrie as your therapist? Yeah, no. <laughs> so this is a common this is people think commonly about this. Like Yes, I've, they do. There's people who have said to me, I don't need a therapist. I have friends. That's what my friends are for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Public service announcement. Your friends are not your therapist. Mm-hmm. A, they're not trained to be your therapist. Correct. And should not try. Correct. B, they're not unbiased. Like they're your friends. They're going to be biased towards you, which is their job. That's Correct. what they should be. They should be there for you. They can talk to you, but they're not an unbiased opinion. Yes. And third, like they probably don't want to be your therapist. Maybe they just want to be your friend. Maybe no. they want to be your therapist. You going through something there, Jen? <laughs> Working something out? <laughs> so Doc is like, look, sometimes the, the psychiatrist is like, sometimes people can use faith as an avoidance tactic. Yep. And Charles says, gee, wish you were around 2,000 years ago. You could have saved Moses that climb up Mount Sinai. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck, Charles? This is not Charles' character. He throws them the fuck out of the drama bar. Now we see Charles heading off with James, and poor little Jason Bateman poor is Jason trying. Bateman. He's trying real hard not to squint in the blazing sun. <laughs> I know. His, his retinas are probably fried. Yep. So he sets up a camp at the base of the mountain. It's <laughs> no, pretty no, no, elaborate. No. no, no, no. You missed it, though. There's the Charles Lunacy montage I have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has, first of all, James is in the back of this thing like he's gonna be sunburned to a crisp but then i forgot there was an ozone layer though <laughs> and then they have this tent made with 18 bear pelts okay i have like, a question for you the way that he has james positioned in the tent with all the animal fur oh, was no. he were you not getting a, a brandon stark feel to it well but he would not have that reference <laughs> <laughs> right right but you remember how they dragged mm. around Bran stark for no. seasons you know what i was getting Hmm. A, a manger, a Bethlehem manger. <laughs> yes. Vibe. I'm t- look in the Mimi Bees. I even found a gif where Bran is sitting in the same position and is covered in animal fur. I um. Well, maybe they reference this. Maybe. Did you ever think of that? Maybe. I never thought I'd say the words. It has a Bethlehem manger vibe. <laughs> <laughs> now Charles is having a conversation with Jason Bateman, and he realizes James is moving his eyes. How did he not notice this before? Was this ha- like did Doc I don't know. see this? I don't know. And he's okay. like, "Look at me, son. Look at me." And James creepily moves <laughs> his eyes to the side. Jason Bateman is killing it. 
guys, it's creepy. I have, like, what is this? Ugh. I'm like, that was pretty simple and creepy. And also there are 32 fox and bobcat pelts behind him. Like, what is the deal here? Yeah, when did Charles murder all these animals? And why did he them? just sell them? Like, why is he just sitting on, like, all these furs? But when did he have time to murder all these animals? I don't know. I have so many questions. So now it's nighttime, Jen, and five o'clock Shadow Charles is reading to James from the Bible. Why is he doing this? I just wrote. He could have done this in the drama barn. Why is he doing this? And then I wrote... Oh no, the Bible says to make me an altar. Shit is gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> then you have another no. like another lunacy montage. We have the altar building montage yeah. where Charles is heaving up some river rock and he's mixing some concrete and he builds essentially an obelisk. Did you did you notice that he has really small hands? Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I did not notice that. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Jason Bateman's just kind of staring at him. And I have, oh my God, Psycho starting his cult and Amy is the first member. Now we're at full beard. We're at full beard. Full fake fucking beard. The and mustache wrote, is holy absolutely shit, fake. is this beard fake? Yeah, it's wow. super fake. Why couldn't Michael Landon grow a beard? It looks like Michael Landon went out and bought a Halloween costume of Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> like what's he doing i wanted to be hot for the beard 
then i saw it and i was like what is this it looks like moss yeah it's bad it's real bad now i did bring in our our building consultant here uh timmy did say building this altar Timmy seemed not impressed with it. He's like, this is very doable, very possible. Let's just use a mud to stack rocks. Like, it's an old way of building a a shelter. And he's putting it at about a week's time period. Yeah, you're stacking rocks up, putting dirt between them. So he thinks about a week has passed. Sure. Now, Timmy and I both have a burning question that I'm sure everyone has. Where is Jason Bateman peeing? Yeah, no, I've had that question the whole day. (laughs) And even if he's peeing, is he pooping? Where's the poop? Well, I don't think there's any solid foods. Because I thought about this too. I don't (laughs) think there's any solid food. Like, I think it's just broth. So it's just liquid. Okay. All right. So you're not going to, you know, if you don't have any waste in your body, you don't have any waste in your body. You're going to have to pee. It's been months. This kid would be dead. Or would have at least lost a little bit of weight. He still looks perfectly healthy. All right. Charles wanders over to the altar to let God know that Jason Bateman is getting weaker. And suddenly a weird <laughs> old Bateman dude is getting weaker. <laughs> suddenly a weird old dude approaches. Uh, and invites himself to dinner. No, Jenny, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? A positive. <laughs> that was what's his name? Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine, yes. So Jason, I wrote, okay, old man wants to feed Brandon Stark. <laughs> he wants to just come on over and have some broth. Suddenly, Jason Bateman is able to drink from the bowl. And Charles is like, whoa, you're a fucking miracle worker, dude. Which means his mouth muscles work. Yes, which is yes. like, what the fuck? Okay. We need a medical doctor to weigh in on this. There's nothing to weigh in on. There's nothing scientific about any of the Little House stuff. If you are in a coma, do you move your muscles? Okay, pause. I'm looking this up. I'm back. Most of what I'm finding is that patients do not open their eyes in a coma. Okay. So this is a lie. I feel like even if they had their eyes open, you could probably close them. Yes. (laughs) Jenny, you'd be the bitch that would do that. Yeah, totally. Oh my god, he's opened his eyes. Jenny walks over, slams his lids down. <laughs> All right, so the old man walks away and he disappears behind oh, this the altar. Was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. First the first of all, just the writing is like, come on, this is so fucking heavy-handed. So like, heavy-handed. Literally he walks out, he's like, I need a sign from God. And then this old dude's like, Hey friend, what's up? Like, come on. <laughs> and then and then he disappears behind the altar and then the music, aim, the music. Jenny, I have to tell you something. This episode won an Emmy for the musical score. Shut up. Swear it's to terrible. God. Swear to God. It's- terrible they're like, like after eight seasons we have to give little house something let's just I'm throw like, them no, in come on. this is garbage this is garbage so jen guess who's coming up on the on the prairie here ride or die ride or die is coming to collect a sloppy friend <laughs> like who hasn't who hasn't been there right well the best is charles is like how'd you know where to find me and ride or die's like People have been talking People about are this. Talking. People are talking about this. People are noticing this. Maybe God sent Edwards. How do you know that's not Maybe. the same? 
Charles said it was something inside me. A voice told me to build this altar. And Edwards is like, oh, <laughs> oh first, of all, first of all, Charles stole Edwards' look. He did. He did. Yep. And Edwards is kind of like, what up, Nutto? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? What are then you doing? He tells him about the old man and Edwards is like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to head back to town now. <laughs> so he leaves and he runs right to the restaurant and he tells Carolyn, uh, Charles is having a goddamn breakdown. He's not thinking right. He's not thinking right. He's got an altar up there. He's hanging out with some dude sent by God. Carolyn's like, okay, we need to get him home. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get in the fucking car and get up there. We can use, hey, everybody's vehicle. Okay. So now we see they, oh, I wrote, she's the wife dragging her husband out of a bar. Only it's dragging her husband and comatose child away from a handmade altar to God. You know, the usual. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you like um, when they're getting ready to leave, Almanzo is like, are you sure you don't want me to go? Like, yeah. And Ryder dies like. Get the back the fuck up. Ryder dies like this is the hierarchy of Ryder die. <laughs> like you are you are done. Hey everybody, let me come. I can fuck it up. All right, mm-hmm. so they're getting ready to leave. There's a lightning storm and wind, and all of a sudden it just dead stops. And the old man is there, Jen. Oh God is there. My God. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and he says, Do not go tonight, Isaiah. Tell Carolyn to go tomorrow. Do not go. And Edwards is like, who the fuck are you? And I wrote, of course, Edwards is the kind of guy to tango with the ghost. Yeah. Yes. But I have a question. So if this is God and they don't. All right. So so I'm going to suspend this belief and be like, okay, this is God telling Edwards not to go see Charles tonight. Why doesn't he just crack the horse in the knee? That'll slow Mm, him down. Then they won't be there tonight. Like, or if he's God, just just stop him from going. I don't know. Just make them all fall asleep. Maybe maybe God should send Tony Harding's ex-husband, Jeff Gilhooly, to hit the, the horse in the knee. Get this done. So the dude leaves and the storm starts up again. Now, cut back to James Brolin and Bran Stark on the mountaintop. Because <laughs> that's where we're at, guys. The old man is there and he tells Charles, go to the altar. Oh, Lord. Charles go to the like, altar eight feet away. Charles is like, will he save my son? And dude says, only he knows. But if he doesn't, will you lose your faith? And Charles is like, no, I won't. So he picks up Bran Stark. He heads over to the altar. Lightning strikes the altar. <laughs> and James Brolin and Bran Stark fall to the ground, bathe in blue light. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Let me now, guess. They didn't win the MA for special effects. Now Charles is on the ground. And all of a sudden we hear, pa, pa, and it's Jason Bateman. And he's waking Charles up. Jen, Charles got his miracle. So, so the next oh, day. Wait, 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 wait. Can I just recap how I talked about this in my notes? Yes. Oh, God. This is literally. So this is from the point where Charles is like all wild eyed. and like, is it tonight? It's tonight, isn't it? And he's walking out with James in the storm. The wind is blowing through his hair. It's ridiculous. I'm like, oh my God, this is literally the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh my God, the wind in his hair, please. No, no. Oh my God. Ha, ha, ha. Dying. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have, in a dramatic twist of irony, Pa's in a coma. Oh, Pa better not be in a coma. I just don't know why Michael Landon couldn't grow a beard for this episode. 
first of all, I don't know if it's the script. I don't know if the script, the lighting, or the score is the most heavy-handed. I can't. Uh, yeah. It's just so, it's this script. is so it's heavy. Like I'm literally exhausted from watching mm-hmm. this at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Jenny, the next day, Carolyn and Edwards pull up and there's Charles at his altar. James walks out. He runs to Ma. Yes, Jenny. I have a question. Okay. Since when does Edwards <laughs> do what he's told, even if it's by a ghost? Especially if it's by a ghost. <laughs> That's true. Why didn't Edwards stay? Maybe... I don't know. Maybe he thought Carolyn would get hurt. Because don't forget, the ghost was warning against uh, Carolyn. Mm, Okay. And what would Charles' reaction have been if the ghost hurt Carolyn? I don't know. Okay. All right, Jenny. uh, (laughs) Whose fault is this? This is Charles' fault. This is Michael Landon's fault. This is Michael Landon's fault. Like, Because you're saying this is the last real-time Little House, basically? Yes. Yes. Like in that timeline? This is how he ends this eight-season show? This is the end? Yeah, this is the end. Wow. I know, I know. I'm thinking the powers that be saw this, and they were like, time to pull the plug on Yeah, like maybe he thought he would have another season. So Timmy's saying to me, what do you mean season nine isn't Little House? And I said, well, it is, but it's called Little House, The New Beginning, and it focuses more on, like, Laura and Almanzo. And he looks at me, he's like, who wants that? Yeah, exactly. Me, everybody, I do. I need some royalty checks. (laughs) (laughs) okay jenny at the end of every episode we look back on a theme or a lesson something we take from the rewatch we call it our why it's designed to finish the sentence jenks this is why what is your why for this and did you remember this episode i did not remember this episode i mean like it blended together my mind with a bunch of other crazy Mm -hmm. like climbing up mountains praying for things Mm -hmm. tropes yeah um I have this is why we can't effectively treat public health crises because <laughs> like it, it's just this belief in like I don't like I believe in alternative medicine I think there's other ways to treat things but like you know like they should be based in science there should be some kind of proof that this thing works and not just giving people false hope to try to cure something that's not curable in any other way like like me James I mean and that, like, you know, they validate that in this. They're like, if you yeah. just pray hard enough, yeah. like your kid will come out of a coma. And it's like, I just worry that people prolong or don't get real treatment for things because they think, oh, yeah, I'll just do what Charles Ingalls did and pray on the mountaintop. Jenny, are you saying? Because this isn't the only show. This isn't the only media that drives this point home. Like, religion's fine. Have religion. Have faith. Pray. Like, I see it as, like, a, a way to cope with your life, and it's a good coping method, and it's something that supports people and gives people comfort. Great. But it's not medicine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, mm-hmm. you have to, like, take it, you know, like, if you, if, especially, I mean, I feel like back then things were different because medicine wasn't so good, right? Like, science hadn't evolved so far. Right. To like, you know, there's a lot of things that they just couldn't cure that would, you know, you would just die from. Not like, you know, especially with Baker today. as your primary physician. Yeah. And like that still happens today. But, um, you know, like we, we know a lot about things and not, we don't know everything. But, you know, like don't be afraid, like get the medical treatment. I mean, they stigmatize mental health and that's like crazy. Mm-hmm. So, like, what, like seeing that as like, oh, well, Charles Ingalls won't do that. Like he's a man, you know, like it's just. It's stigmatizing all these like institutions of science that I'm for. I don't know. Jenny, are you saying that you can separate those things? Are you saying that thoughts and prayers don't keep kids safe in school shootings and stuff? (laughs) 
that's like it, like religion's fine just just understand it, what it can and can't do and that you know like i mean i know people who are very religious and like balance it well with like sure of taking course care of things in their life and like yes. that works fine like just yep. do just do it that way don't do what charles did and climb up a, like <laughs> this quote-unquote worked this would not have happened in real life. Like that could be dead on a mountain. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, yeah. Jenny, this is why I'm grateful that we have a phrase, jump the shark. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause that's what happened here. And I want to thank John Hine, hit him with the Hine from the Howard Stern show for creating jump the shark and for helping us to articulate what exactly has happened here. <laughs> because, I, I mean, one could argue that we jumped the shark when Hey Everybody came around. We jumped the shark seasons ago. But yeah. this was jumping the shark. So if you don't know what jumping the shark is, we've referred to it a hundred times. It's when Fonzie jumps, uh, water skis and jumps over a bunch of sharks. And it's <laughs> it's kind of, John Hine was in college with this buddy and they came up for this term like that's when a show should end. Like, yeah, it should have ended. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it, but... Fonzie was also wearing his leather jacket while the water skiing. Yes, he was. Of course he was. So, um, you know, this is when Little House jumped the shark, I feel like. I think it was long before this. Yeah. Maybe this it was, like, you know when it was? Maybe during the God Sister. Oh, yeah. That's when it started to get bad. What yeah. season was that? Four? Five? I don't know. That's when it started to take a turn, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. The first three seasons were solid. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? We're do going we into season, season nine? nine. Do we really have to do season nine? We're doing nine? like 10 episodes out of it, out of 20. <laughs> I mean, we're almost done. We're almost done. And don't forget, guys, I've announced this in the Mimi Bees, but I'm saying it here. We will have slot five slots I'm opening for people to vote. For an episode that we have not covered, please let it be from seasons one, two, or three. Oh my God, <laughs> that right? You would like to hear us go back and revisit. So once we're done with season nine, we're going to do a mix of the three movies and those five episodes that viewers vote in. We're doing the movies? You didn't even, like this, you just dropped, I didn't know this. Jenny, we have to do the movies. The, um, the movie where they blow up the town? We have to do uh, that. This is going to go on for another year. We are scheduled to end the first week of April. Fuck, that's like six months away. <laughs> and then I think we need to give Jenny like two weeks off to think about think whether so. or not she wants to keep going. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm assuming we're doing the episode one, right? Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. Season nine, episode one, times are changing. Mm-hmm. No, times are changing. <laughs> Sorry, Bob Dylan. Okay, Bob Dylan. <laughs> The Ingalls can't make ends meet, so they move to the city to find work. John and Sarah Carter buy the little house. Laura has decided she wants to spend more time with Rose, so the town has hired a new teacher, Edda Plum. Almanzo's brother, Royal, has come to visit and brings with him his daughter, Jenny. So we got some Shannon Doherty coming Shannon on Doherty. to the scene. Mm -hmm. we'll, Shannon Doherty will be discussing her virginity soon enough. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's <God>. Brenda. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, guys, if you haven't already, check out our Patreon. We do two bonus episodes a month, and it's commercial free, so you get all of that for $5 a month. Link is in the show notes, and please, please, please leave us a review. We need some more reviews. Just, again, it can say, more Amy, less Jenny. 
you know, whatever. whatever. If you want to do the inverse yeah, of that, I'll fine. I'll that. haunt you. I'll have an open eye casket. Up for that. I'll sign up for less, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And if you haven't, checked out, check out our Facebook group. Um, it's the Mimi Bees, and that link is also in the show notes. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Black for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.